In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's a beautiful prayer. You can pray that anytime. Let's pray it again. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. One more time. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Who? The Son. Who's the last one? Who is the Holy Spirit? Some people seem like they have a very deep connection with the Holy Spirit and are very aware of when the Holy Spirit is acting in their lives. But for a lot of us, the Holy Spirit can become sort of like the forgotten person of the Trinity. The Father, the Son, and that bird, or something like that, can tend to be our approach. And we're not quite sure what the role of the Holy Spirit is. St. Thomas Aquinas says that of the three persons of the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, all equally God, the Holy Spirit is the one who is nearest to us. The scriptures say that God the Father dwells in highest heaven, and God the Son became flesh in Jesus Christ and walked among us, and you could reach out and touch him. But the Holy Spirit, properly speaking, is the one who lives within us, the one who sanctifies our hearts and makes them whole. But the Holy Spirit perhaps because he is the one nearest to us, can be hard to see, easy to miss when he's acting in our lives. And so it takes a bit of examination or observation to see how he's working in and out of our lives. So I'm going to propose three ways that we might be able to look at our lives and look around us and look within us and find his presence. In the book of the prophet Isaiah today, he says that when the Messiah comes, the Messiah Jesus Christ, the Spirit of the Lord, the Holy Spirit, will be upon him and will give him a spirit of wisdom and right judgment, of counsel and courage, of knowledge and piety and fear of the Lord. Maybe you've heard these seven gifts described before as the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And whenever you in your life have experienced or possessed any of those, in a genuine way, any time you've had right judgment, or wisdom, or courage, 
That was the work of the Holy Spirit. Second, St. Paul in his letter to the Romans details another gift of the Holy Spirit. Maybe you remember that prayer or you know it. Blessed be the Holy Spirit, the paraclete. The Holy Spirit is pictured as a dove, often in Scripture, but that doesn't, that prayer is not, and does not mean, blessed be the Holy Spirit, the parakeet. No. The paraclete, which means, literally, the encourager. And St. Paul, in his letter, says that all of the Scriptures which were written for our instruction, were written also for our endurance and our encouragement. And the word he uses there is the word paraclete. The Holy Spirit comes to encourage us. So if you have ever been genuinely encouraged at a deep level, that's the work of the Holy Spirit. And if you are today, for any reason, discouraged, you can call on the Holy Spirit over and over, the one nearest to us and who desires to help us. But there is a third action of the Holy Spirit, which probably, perhaps, although you never know, everyone in this room has experienced. And we have one very young member of this congregation who experienced it recently. And that's the gift of baptism. When John the Baptist in the Gospel today sees all of Judea and Jerusalem coming to him for his baptism, he says, he realizes, and he acknowledges that what he is doing in the Jordan River is different from the baptism that Jesus is going to offer, the one that we've received. John the Baptist pours water, but that pouring water doesn't do anything. It lets people express their repentance, but it doesn't do anything more than that. When Jesus comes, he says, that baptism will come with the Holy Spirit and with fire. So imagine the Holy Spirit, not like a pigeon, which can be how we treat the Holy Spirit sometimes, but like a dragon. Not a dragon who's coming to attack your town, but a dragon on your side, which means he can get a lot of stuff done. When we receive the gift of baptism, a gift that continues in our life as long as we are baptized, the life of the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit comes and lives inside of us. We'll have the opportunity uh, not tomorrow, but a week from tomorrow, I think it's the 16th, to celebrate the Sacrament of Reconciliation here. That's a sacrament that's available to you anytime there's a priest around. You feel free to pull us aside, as you often do, which is beautiful. Um, but it's a time to gather as a community and do this in a particular and intentional way, because our hearts can, can get uh, crusty. And when they get crusty and hardened, it becomes harder for the Holy Spirit to come in. We need to open them up from time to time. In a couple of minutes, I will, with the gifts on the altar, call on the Holy Spirit. 
and say, Lord, send down your spirit upon these gifts, your spirit, that they will become for us the body and blood of Jesus Christ. We do that with the faith and the trust, especially in this season of Advent, that when we call on the Holy Spirit, he is not long in coming. That over time and in every moment, when we call on him, he is here to encourage us. And we pray that prayer. We can pray it over and over. Come, Holy Spirit.